0: Hey everyone, it's Adrian Ponozo again with Executive Capital and super excited. We are, believe it or not, episode number 17. Wow, how time flies. And I wanted to take a minute before we introduce our next incredible guest, um, just to kind of tell you what we've been up to lately. So as of late, our most recent off-market purchase is a 13-unit townhouse complex that we've uh, secured and firmed up on the deal that uh we are going to be working on it's going to be an incredible burr project and get this one did i tell you nine out of the 13 townhouses come vacant upon the possession of this amazing complex so we can pretend you know obviously boots on the ground right away in construction beginning right off the bat and we don't have to wait or there's no lull there to get construction started so Crazy, crazy. uh, Yeah, excited about that. And um, even better. Imagine being able to um, buy a townhouse in 2022 for under $400,000. Like it's insane uh, that the, the kind of deal that we picked up here. So yeah um, that's what we've been up to lately so yeah if you guys are interested in getting involved in some of the bigger off-market acquisitions that uh, our company gets involved in by all means reach out to us Um, definitely can work together in a joint venture structure and bring some of these amazing off-market deals to you as well Um, on that note uh, that's all we got for the intro here and uh, yeah if you like the content that we're delivering in our guests please give us a five-star rating obviously it, it It does go a long way uh, for our podcast being such a new podcast although we're doing exceptionally well um, really appreciate that Um, like us on itunes spotify wherever you listen to your podcast from and uh, shoot me an email ever if you want to just see a certain type of content or guest on the show i'd be more than happy to help out with that as well so on that note i'm going to get into introducing our man of the hour um episode number 17 guest. Hey everyone, it's Adrian Ponozo again with the More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you get more to life so you can start living your dreams through the, real, through the power of real estate investing. Super pumped today, guys, our guest, Darren Voros. He's here with us and he's accomplished amazing things in real estate as a real estate investor and trainer. He controls a portfolio of properties now worth over $10 million and has traveled across North America, educating, inspiring, and motivating audiences on the subject of real estate investing, financial independence, and financial literacy. Darren has been featured as an on-air renovation expert, the goods, and CityLine. He was also... Behind the scenes contractor on Save My Reno and Game of Homes. When he's not on TV, speaking or acquiring new real estate, he can be found spending time with friends and family at the yoga studio or where are you now? Away in Costa Rica. Uh, Costa Rica. <laughs> on the yeah, beach in Costa Rica. On the beach in Costa Rica in February. Amazing. Um, so yeah, when Darren's not on TV, speaking or acquiring new real estate, he can be found spending time in Costa Rica with friends, family, the yoga, yoga studio and walking on his rest, working, walking his rescue pup. Sorry. So after all that, very proud to welcome Darren Voros. Darren, how you doing pal?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here.
0: You're doing great in Costa Rica. Enjoying. What's the weather like down there?
1: It's not very good. It's only 32 and sunny here today. So yeah, no, it's, it's sure. a little,
0: <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. Right. Yeah. And that's amazing. And the epitome of living life on your own terms and by the power of real estate investing, Darren is yeah. a prime example in Costa Rica right now. And you've been away for a while, right? Just kind of traveling.
1: Yeah, I left mid December. uh, And this was a goal that I had a couple years back really was like, I, you know, worked really hard on my real estate investing, you know, business. and, And one of the things that I realized was I don't like Canadian winters. And so I was like, well, how do I how do I create a life by design? And so that for me was a couple of years ago to say, okay, well, what I need to do to shift things around a little bit where I could leave mid-December and come back end of March. And so the last couple of years, it's been fragmented a little bit, but this is the first year where I've been, you know, left mid-December and I will not return back to, uh, to Toronto until end of March. And uh, yeah, so I bounced around. I was in Arizona for for the holidays with my family. And and then I went to Mexico for a month and Costa Rica for two. So it's been a, it's been a great, I, I, you tell you what, like it's been the best decision in my life and um, I am really enjoying being here.
0: Awesome. You don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm 45. Yeah. 45. And you've been in the game now, real estate, investing, coaching, mentoring, construction, how long?
1: I bought my first house in 2002, so it's 20 years, Um, but yeah, actively as a, as an investor, I would say for the last decade.
0: Similar, somewhat similar to me. Amazing. So over the last 18 years, Darren has accumulated a massive amount of real estate investing experience, which has allowed him to be featured on various TV stations. So Darren, where did your passion of REI start? And how did you get to where you are today?
1: I think it started on on my very first um, property, really. You know, like I, I planned, I bought a, a brand new house from a builder. I, I had worked over in Japan for a year, came back and had a little bit of money saved up. And was like, what am I going to do with these funds? I, di- I didn't have any experience in real estate and my family is not in real estate at all. So yeah. I had this money. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to buy a house. That's what you're told, right? Like a house is a, is a good investment. So I, I bought this house from a builder and my plan was to finish the basement and then sell it and try to make a quick profit and then kind of move on to the next one. Because that's what, a, you know, what a seemingly a lot of people were doing. And that was the only way to make money in real estate was to turn over properties. But um, I, I couldn't sell the property at the end of the renovation time for what I wanted. And so I realized my only other option was to rent it. And so I rented it for four years. I didn't have a great experience. My first tenant, I actually had to evict them. Um, but my second tenant, I rented to a corporation. And um, the corporation took care of it and had their employees coming in and out. So it was a great experience for me for those four years. In that four years, the real estate market in Alberta just went through the roof. Right. And I sold four years later for almost double what I paid for the property. And, and then I took that money and I went to Ontario where I was living and I bought... Th- three properties within six months. So that was like that first exponential growth. And I was like, whoa, this this real estate thing is is legit. And it's for real, if you can, you know, put a little bit of time and energy into the market and then just let things ride. And so that's where I got really excited about it. And, and it was around that time that I started to focus more actively on being an, an investor per se. It
0: gets addictive, eh? When things are going obviously good and Wealth is coming in and whatnot. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Good for you, good for you. Um, So you're the co-founder of Ready Developments. You've completed over 20 plus conversions on development projects, including numerous multi-million dollar profitable partnerships. How did this all come to be with this whole development structure and whatnot? So Ready Developments was a
1: company I, I co-founded with my business partner, Alona Koziol, uh, about two years ago. During the pandemic, we met just as a networking, sort of virtual networking thing. And I had done a bunch of conversion up to that point, a lot of like duplex and triplex conversion, a couple of purpose built, uh, mm-hmm. you know, triplexes and things like that. But when I met Alona, you know, we were struggling to find opportunities in Toronto, which is you know where we predominantly are based with our first couple projects. And what we were realizing was the the market, you know, if you're going after those like million dollar starter homes, if, if you right. will, in Toronto, uh, everybody's going for those houses. Right. So you're competing with all of these first time buyers and you're trying to find a, something that's going to work for a duplex or a triplex. And what we realized was there was a bigger opportunity if we went to a, the next price point. Right. So if we went to that, like what if we went to two million dollars? Um, what does that look like? Well, you get a bigger house in a better neighborhood with a bigger lot and better zoning. So Mm -hmm. that's where we're like, Hey, hold on a second. Actually, if we go to this two or $3 million price point, we can actually take a single family dwelling in a big, on a big lot in these established neighborhoods close to transit and convert them to eight units. So we're doing like almost a boutique apartment building in these, in these properties. So they're large, obviously they're like, you know, 6,000 square feet. Um, And so that's kind of where we came up with that model. And then we, we very quickly, you know, added about four to the portfolio uh, in a short amount of time. And now we're more into specifically into like actual ground up, like, you know, 31 units, 44 units, 205 units like that. We're doing more specifically built projects. But that was kind of our first foray into that conversion space.
0: Wow. So do you come from a, uh, I guess, for everybody's benefit or not, but do you come from a construction background? Like, how did you grow in that space? Now that you're looking at building apartment buildings.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I was, uh, I, I kind of came about it organically. I started buying property and then, you know, I somewhat handy and and I was a little bit frugal. So I was like, well, if it's going to cost me X amount of dollars to hire somebody to do it, like what if I just went out and bought some tools and learned how to do it myself? Um, I don't necessarily recommend that course of action. Like that's not the way I teach it now because you can't scale that way. But yeah. in the beginning, it was, um, it was really important for me to be able to learn things as I went along. And that's how I gained all my construction knowledge. And then I opened up a construction company after a while. Um, but I didn't really like working for other people. I really just enjoyed working on my projects and on my investments. Um, and now when we get into these like big builds, like these 31, 44, stuff like that, that's, that's done by somebody who's got way more experience than I do, but it's nice to have the knowledge, you know, yeah. I was sitting in with the engineers and the and the HVAC engineers last week in a meeting and I, like, I understand their terminology, right? I don't necessarily know how to build a, you know, 30,000 square foot building, but I know the nuts and bolts of building. So it really helps me to be able to come into that conversation a little bit educated anyway.
0: Yeah. Cause you can relate, right? When you like, yeah, you say you're going over specs, drawings, HVAC, engineering, whatnot, at least you're not sitting there just going blind on what they're saying. So yeah, definitely a benefit for that. I found too, even for myself and our construction company, there's been quite a bit big learning curve for me on all our conversions and whatnot. And it definitely helps if you get a little bit of background knowledge for sure. Um, Where do you do most of your, are you still focusing on building these potential, um, you know, purpose-built buildings in Toronto or are you scattered now across the GTA?
1: Yeah, so we're scattered more across the GTA. Our conversion projects, those eight-unit boutique apartment buildings, like I say, those are in Toronto. Um, they're right downtown, most on the West End. So we're in High Park and we're in Dovercourt uh, Village and, and and those areas. Yeah. But our uh, our purpose-built, uh, you know, um, rentals and um, and condos are in Barrie, Kitchener, uh, just outside of Peterborough. Those are some of our upcoming projects. Yeah,
0: amazing, amazing. Um, you have multiple successful online platforms, obviously, including Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, where you've made it a huge priority to give back by educating and speaking at events. So you can share the wealth, sort of speak. Um, how important it is for you to give back? And when did you start having that uh, focus on educating the masses and giving back?
1: Yeah, it came uh, just about two years ago, um, I was traveling, I was in Mexico, and I thought I wanted to launch, you know, a coaching program, and I wanted to, you know, go uh, sort of out on my own. I was, I was speaking for an organization at that time, um, and I, I wanted to do my own thing, and one of the things that I thought about at the time was starting a podcast or doing a YouTube channel. Um, and I went down the route of doing a YouTube channel because I, I liked the visual element. I mean, I'm, I'm, I love the numbers of real estate. So I thought in a podcast, it's really hard to sort of. You know portray those numbers and show them and and what's exactly going on but in a youtube channel i could do visuals and i could do that and i could show people how it kind of works so i i ended up going down the the route of doing a youtube channel over a podcast for for that reason (laughs) i I slightly regret it because the youtube channel is a lot more work than a podcast that's for sure there's you know video editors and and gear that you need i mean it's just like endless but You know, that is the one thing that I think keeps me going on my YouTube channel is I get uh, probably comments daily, if not multiple comments daily of just people thanking me for um providing that free education to them now i have a master class and i teach and i do all that kind of stuff but if you just want to go to my youtube channel and learn about real estate investing that is absolutely free and that's my kind of way of giving back and hoping that people can expedite their journey i kind of say like i'm trying to turn you know months into minutes right like the things that took me months to learn or years to learn i'm like you can watch a youtube video and i'll try to condense it and hopefully you can walk away with that knowledge that took me a long time to learn
0: Awesome. So your YouTube channel is just under your name?
1: Yeah. Or? Yeah. Just, just hit, uh, just hit over 10,000 subscribers, which was a big milestone. Amazing. For me. So, uh, yeah, really happy about that. And yeah, it's just youtube.com slash Darren Voros yeah.
0: Amazing. Amazing. So, um, coaching and mentoring and stuff like that. Do you do it on a professional platform now as well, or how does that work?
1: Yeah, so I I started with one on one coaching. Um, And, you know, to be honest with the agent, I just, I I enjoyed it, but I was teaching a lot of the same stuff over and over again. And uh, my primary focus is still my real estate investing business. And so it just wasn't sustainable. I wasn't scalable for me. Now, I could have hired a bunch of other coaches and done things like that, but it just wasn't something that i was passionate about so what i did is i switched to like a master class format you know so i can i can teach online and then we do a, a once a week group coaching call and i really like that format because everybody comes together somebody's question that they you know uh, want to ask is probably a same question that another student has as well and so right. they get to listen and learn from other people uh, and that's a much better um, allocation of my time is you know an hour a week to dedicate to my students. And I'm there and I'm focused and I can really give them my all. So that's kind of the 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 method that I've switched to and I, I really enjoy that.
0: Awesome. So if somebody who wants to get into your masterclass, is there stuff online obviously to look up and register? Yeah,
1: on my website, it's really simple. You just go there and you can, you know, watch my free webinar and, and then you can, you know, sign up for my master class if that's something that you're interested
0: in. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Um, So personal investing questions and some numbers, Darren, you used to use your own real estate investing knowledge and portfolio growth to propel your career and those around you in your circle. Are you still, and I think we actually touched upon this, but you're obviously, how active are you at the moment and still growing your portfolio as we speak?
1: Well, it's one of the things that I think is really important as a real estate coach and a real estate trainer and educator, Um, I think you need to be very active. And I think you need to be out there doing things every single day, because I think there's some people out in the industry teaching that don't have a lot of practical knowledge. I learn things every single day, and I love it. So i'm very active we're like i say we're building a a large development portfolio right now and um you know that's what keeps me going now having said that i definitely am trying to allocate my time a little bit better i don't really like to work um you know all hours of the day and night so i'm truly really trying to find that work-life balance of being able to scale back my time but build my company so you, you do that by, you know, uh, you know, hiring people and employees and doing all that kind of stuff and still having control and still being able to grow the business, but maybe not necessarily growing the time you're putting into the business. And that's really been my focus over the last six months for sure.
0: Amazing. Um, <clears throat> obviously, you know, the space that I'm in, we're doing a lot of these conversions as well, um, predominantly the West End of Toronto or West End of the GTA Um, And we are focusing now on the purpose built stuff, not on a building platform, but more on, you know, buying the stuff that has that tremendous value add so we can incorporate the BRRRR strategy on it and continue to build our portfolio and in our joint venture partnerships. Um, Predominantly, you're over $10 million portfolio. Now, is it just predominantly purpose-built stuff on the go? Or do you still have the odd little duplex or triplex in there?
1: Yeah, it's, it's actually closer to 40 million now, but Yeah, um... so where did I get this?
0: <laughs> I'm glad you corrected me on that.
1: Yeah, no, it's an old, it's an old file. So I, that's, it's that's my old, fault. Yeah, I, I obviously got that way. from
0: some, something that was dated, yeah. but so we're at $40 million portfolio yeah. now, which is incredible. And yeah the bulk of it the meat and potatoes is what
1: so I still have a like a portfolio of properties in Alberta like I've got uh, five five duplexes that I converted out there Um, they operate very efficiently and you know that's a great little portfolio for me I've got stuff scattered in and around Toronto I've got a couple of triplexes in Toronto I just sold my condo that I had for like you know uh 13 14 years i allocated those funds elsewhere i got some property in hamilton and new market and everything like that and then that's that's kind of my personal portfolio and then you know then then we've got the the ready development stuff which is like i say these three eight unit conversions and now we've got 31 unit 44 unit 205 unit and uh you know some of the other projects that we're working on so that's that's the the sort of separation is that i had a real estate portfolio before i came and started partnering with alona Um, And Ah. that still exists. And now we kind of took ready and then said, okay, from that point forward, we're going to partner on these transactions here.
0: Amazing. So like, for example, your 30 unit building, uh, did you guys build that or is it just a building that, uh, you know, is great for a burr? Yeah,
1: no, we're, we're building it. Uh, it'll be starting to be built in the spring of this year. So spring or summer, uh, we're just acquiring it now. So that one we actually picked up um, with uh, a site plan approval in place. So that was really wow. nice for us. Um, we were able to buy it from the seller, uh, conditional on closing to them delivering us site plan approval, which we believe is probably days away now. And that conditional offer was basically saying, you know, we'll close when you deliver a site plan approval 30 days after closing. So, or after um, you deliver site plan approval, yeah, we'll yeah. close. So in that time, now we're kind of in conversations with the architects and the engineers and everybody, cause we have to pick it up and, and get it through the build process. Um, so that's where we're at with, with that one. And our other projects are a little further behind. One is going through draft plan approval and the other one's going through a zoning change. So, um, but yeah, that that's how we picked up those ones. And that one's going to be purpose built rental because of the new CMHC rules. We're really excited about that. You know, just being able to go up to 95% loan to value and amortize over 50 years. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to sell anything. And I think that's why. CMHC introduced those rules is because developers like me pre- previously were like, well, let's just make them condos and sell them. That's how we make our money. Right. But now it's like, well, if I can go 95% loan to cost and I can pull out the majority of my capital and keep that thing as a rental building, well, why would I want no to sell it? 100%. Yeah, for sure. yeah. 100.
0: And if you don't mind me asking, what city is that in? Your, That's in your- Kitchener. Yeah. Kitchener. Yeah. Do you have anything in London, Ontario? Not yet. No. no. Just curious that's all that's amazing yeah. man absolutely amazing um so through your 20 years of investing you've shared knowledge on pre-construction single family multi-family conversions bird projects it's i'm getting the the just that you really are in love now with the with building is that fair to say
1: I've always really loved construction i, I don't know about you I just like to see things. I used to love to see a building like being able to strip it down and then sort of like build it back up and you know make it really really great. Um, you know what's even better than that? Just building from the ground up. <laughs> That's what I realized that I really enjoy is just watching a building coming out of the ground and everything's new and I don't have to worry about you know maintaining anything for a long time. So. Yeah. And now when we're getting into these bigger buildings, we did, I i wasn't there, but, you know, our team did a site visit, uh, you know, with with Icepan, who's like a designer of like steel construction buildings and just like walking into a building like that. I just it's really cool to just oh, see I how I it, it all comes together. So, yeah, I, I absolutely love construction. And, you know, um, part of part of the process of what we're doing is there's probably abilities for us to exit with just, you know, by what we call flipping paper by taking a project from, let's say, like. Um, zoning change to like site plan approval. That's that there's a significant lift in the value there. It's just not that interesting to me. I'd right. rather just take it all the way through to the build. And then if we want to sell the units, that's fine. Or if we want to rent them, but I really love construction.
0: Amazing. So I know people are thinking because I'm thinking and I know they're probably thinking the same question and we don't have to get overly detailed about it but you're buying a 30 you're building a 30 40 200 unit whatever the case may be where are you getting the money are you needing yeah, this or
1: absolutely yeah sorry to interrupt you yeah we we bring in investors on our projects um and uh we bring them in under a limited partnership agreement uh, we work with accredited investors yeah. Um, so that's kind of our, our meat and potatoes. Uh, we have a pretty good network of people. We have a lot of repeat investors. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I like that model because, you know, we get to bring people along for the ride and, uh, they get to profit alongside of us. And, you know, we don't have the burden of financing the, the entire project. So I think we may get to a point where we do self-finance, but mm-hmm. for now we're really enjoying working with our, uh, investors and they're really wa- enjoying watching, you know, the process. And a lot of them are investors themselves. And I think they're just excited to, um, you know, instead of investing their dollars in private lending or whatever, they're like, hey, if we get into land development, make a higher return on on our money, and it's still secured with an asset. That's a benefit for them too.
0: What's your average return on a on an acquisition like that, approximately?
1: We we're trying to target, uh, you know, at a minimum
0: fifteen percent on an annual basis.
1: Uh, I think our development projects are probably closer to, to, to 20, 25. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's what we're targeting. I think anything less than that, we're not very satisfied with with the outcome. But uh, that's 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 what we're looking for.
0: Amazing. Yeah, it's it's pretty good ROI for sure. Um, you've discussed the perfect burr the perfect burr where you go in the discussion where you can recycle your cash and buy more and more real estate. Tell us how you leverage this method to grow your business. And do you think more people obviously, and I'm a firm believer of the burr um, more and more people should be using this method down the road, but comment on that for me, if you will.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that uh, we've, I've done a couple perfect burrs, you know, in, in, um, over the last couple of years. One of them was a purpose-built triplex in Toronto um, yeah. with a laneway suite. And you know, at the time, the Toronto real estate market was really hot and it still is, right? And so people, I hear that a lot. They're like, oh, I can't find any opportunities. I'm like, well, opportunity is created. It's not necessarily found. So that's, that's you know, there was a pro- there was a house that I had been walking by for, for years. I lived across the street from it for a long time. It came up on the market and it couldn't sell for whatever reason and like oh we picked it up and i was like let's let's actually take this thing down and build up a, a triplex and so you know i'll share some numbers we bought it for around 875 i think at the time and cost us about eight hundred thousand to build it but in the end it was worth 2.3 million dollars so by the time we refinanced we were able to pull out all of our capital. And so now that's a brand new triplex in the heart of the junction, which is like one of the best neighborhoods in Toronto. And it's going to cash flow for many years. And so I I just think that when I hear that, that there's no good deals out there, I'm like, "Mm, I don't necessarily believe that. I think that people just don't know what to look for and they don't know how to execute it. Um, And if they know those things, there's, there's There's all kinds of opportunity. There's never a a shortage of opportunity. It's just a shortage of knowledge.
0: I like that. There's never a shortage of opportunity, but a shortage of knowledge. hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. We, We are still very, very successful as well. Our company in Hamilton, you know, executing that perfect burr where, you know, we've more often than not got all of our capital out and a surplus where it's like, you know, all your money out plus 50 grand that we would obviously split with our joint venture partner. So I agree with you. If, if you know how to underwrite deals and you know how and you're you're up to speed on on what's going on in the market and comparables and this and this and that and cap rates, it, 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 you could still make the numbers work if you know what you're doing and that knowledge to, to help you for sure. If you had to restart your investing career today, where would you do it and how would you start? Would you do anything different?
1: Uh, Absolutely, I would, yeah, for sure. I mean, I I think that my journey has been a very um, common journey for many real estate investors, but I'll tell you what, um, I could have done it a lot faster. Um, I think that the mistake that a lot of people make is they go out and they learn about a strategy and then they try to implement the strategy. I think if people started to look at it more from a business perspective and build a business around real estate investing, they'd have a lot more success. So to your point, you know, from day one, if I can leverage other people's time and energy, I would have been able to do that many more transactions. If I can leverage other people's money, I can do that many more transactions. But that comes again back to that sort of piece of like, why didn't I do it? I just didn't know, I didn't know it existed. You don't know what you don't know. And so if, if that's the case, then I think there's, there's a, you know, you can, you can, um, you can, you can learn things and you can implement them very quickly. So for me, I, I would say like, that's the biggest thing that I, that I missed in the beginning was building the business and the strategy is the end piece, right? It's like, okay, where, which market am I going to? That's kind of like that first thing that I talked about. It's like, and the second thing is like, where's, okay, build your team up. Now you've got your team. Well, now you're going to start to look at where's your capital coming from? Is that the bank? Is that an investor? Is that whatever? And the last thing in that process is the strategy. The strategy is like, okay, I can go, I can flip, I can burr, I can wholesale, I can do whatever, but, but people start with strategy. And I'm like, no, you got to start with business, right? You got to start with that process and then you can build on that.
0: Amazing advice. I agree. If I started to leverage things a lot sooner, I mean, I've, I've only been in the game 11 years. And I think we've got a very healthy portfolio after 11 years. But yeah, I didn't start leveraging till probably three and a half, four years ago out of my 11. So that first six years, you know, getting started, which isn't bad, but I didn't leverage at all. And I was still a police officer at the time. So I would, you know, be working my night shift and this shift and court and then running to my rental properties, screening tenants, cutting the grass and just you know, ultimately it it enabled me to retire early from policing, but I probably could have retired maybe, you know, three years sooner than I actually did. But yeah, I completely relate to that pal. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're getting to the end of the podcast here and um, call it our lightning round, if you will, but uh, (laughs) quick and to the point, Darren, what is your why? Why do you do what you do?
1: You know, this is I, I gotta be really honest with you, like this is something I've struggled with a lot as a real estate investor. Um, I I have never had a, a great why, I don't think. Um I saw my parents struggle a little bit growing up. You know, we mm-hmm. were in a probably middle income family. Uh my dad and my mom had good jobs. Uh they both lost their jobs when I was about 14 um and that was kind of that moment where they said if you want something in life you kind of have to go and work for it and you got to make your own money i'm grateful for that experience but since that point you know they've they've struggled you know financially they've always been able to put food on the table and the roof over their head and they live a very you know uh, simple lifestyle if you will but I, they often are arguing about money and things like that, and it seems to stress them out a lot. So that was something that I grew up in, and I never wanted to experience that. I never wanted to go into a restaurant and worry about the price on the menu. I was like, I just want to go in and order what I want. I want to stay right. where I want. I want to fly business class or whatever I want if I want to do those kinds of things. Right. So I have to, you know, I, I think that the biggest thing for me was I wanted that financial freedom. Since then, I've now shifted my focus a little bit more back to like, how can I give back Um, And so one of the the things that I really want to focus on over the next couple of years is, you know, uh, being a little bit more charitable and with my time and with my money. So um, I, I have a rescue dog. Her name's Ella, and I got her from an organization called Save Our Scruff. Uh, who does amazing work? They go down to Mexico and all these other places around the world, and they 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 rescue dogs and they bring them back to Canada and they foster them here, and then they uh, end up adopting them to to Canadian families. And so right. I'm really passionate about that. I think it's a great organization, and, and I just love animals in, in general so uh this year i plan to spend a lot more time and energy uh dedicating some back to the to that organization and to other organizations that i feel passionate about But that, that's my main why i know that wasn't a lightning round but <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah,
0: sorry <laughs> so, there's another thing we have in common so i love animals too and we got a rescue um it's our second rescue now uh half boxer half lab uh from a company uh boxer rescue Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, the rescue we have now was found as a stray in Quebec and uh, was was obviously uh, saved and brought over and we're lucky to have her. But um, you're very successful, obviously, Darren. And when we say that relative to how the world views success, but do you think there's still more to life for Darren? And when Darren pictures more to life, what do you see?
1: yeah it's really simple for me it's geographical freedom and time freedom i think financial freedom is always that first thing that people are trying to strive for but then it's time freedom and geographical freedom can you do whatever you want to do from anywhere in the world and can you set your day and not have to work if you don't want to i think those two things are are really powerful for me so that's the next uh part of my journey is yes i'm going to continue to work on the financial freedom But now it's like geographical and time freedom are the biggest next steps for me.
0: Everybody listening, you should write that down. Geographical freedom and time freedom. I've never heard of that before. And I've talked to hundreds of real estate investors and that's the first time I've heard of that phrase, if you will, geographical freedom and time freedom is what real estate investing can give us and has given us and continue to grow with it, amazing. Um, Darren, if you could give one parting word of advice to new real estate investors, old real estate investors, novice or experienced, what would that one piece of advice be to them?
1: Discipline. I think that, you know, real estate investing is not always easy. Uh, It's not always Fast. But if you can be disciplined, uh, if you can be systematic in what you do, I think you'll have success as a real estate investor.
0: Couldn't agree more. Discipline for sure. Amazing, Darren. That that was absolutely amazing. I love the advice. That that lightning round. Actually, you you you've really hit it out of the park, in my opinion. Some great 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 advice there. So, how do people get a hold of you, Darren? People want to pick your brain. They want to do business with you. Invest with you. Join your master class. How do they get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, um, simplest thing is if you want to invest with us, it's ready developments, ready is R E D I. Um, you want to take my master class, go to Darrenboros.com. And if you want to learn for free,
0: go to YouTube uh forward slash Darren Bros. It's all there. Amazing. Thanks so much for having us or having being with us, Darren, today. Uh, all the way from Costa Rica, the sunny, the warm Costa Rica as we hear. Actually, it's pretty cold here in the GTA. I think we're hovering yeah, around minus 20 with the wind today or something. Yeah. It's bright yeah. sunny, but it's it's cold as you know what. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so continue to enjoy yourself out there. And for anybody that wants to chat with me or get a hold of us, we're all over social media, obviously. Adrian Pinozo. Um uh invest with epc our website www.executivepropertiescapital.com and uh yeah that's it so again thanks so much darren it's been a pleasure and enjoy the rest of your time away until when are you coming back you said march end of march, end of end of march. march. awesome yeah. April. Yeah. all right thanks cheers. for
1: having me on adrian i appreciate it cheers